Hello and welcome to the Franchise Growth Pod, a podcast created by the team here at AC Inc. and your resource for all things mindset, franchisee performance, profitability, leadership, marketing, pretty much everything you need to know to get to your next stage of growth. We like to think of this podcast as friends chatting franchising on a rooftop patio over a glass of wine or maybe a whiskey. So if you love action steps, genuine conversations, and growing your business, settle in and let's talk franchise growth. Hello and welcome back to the Franchise Growth Pod. It is Belle, Director of Marketing at AC Inc. And we have a new guest on the podcast. I'm so excited to have this guy on. He is such a, um, just a wealth of knowledge and uh, such a fun guy to chat to. So I'm really stoked. Welcome, Brecken. Thanks for having me, Belle. Awesome to be here. Aw. Um, so Brecken is one of our franchise growth advisors. Um, one of the newest members of the team. I think newest right now, actually. Hey. I believe I am. Yes. Thank yeah. you for taking the title. It uh it uh it doesn't really feel like it though. You honestly just like slipped right in and then now it just feels like you've been here forever, which is so nice. Um and Brecken, maybe let's just start off by letting everyone know that you've been not feeling well in case you <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I might cough. I I am definitely. And full disclosure, I'm getting over COVID. So yeah, right? yeah. And how are you uh, on the mend? You know, it was rough actually. It hit me pretty hard, Aww. but uh, uh, definitely on the mend. And it's it's good to be back out and being with the kids again after five days of quarantining in our basement. Oh so, my gosh, basement yeah. quarantine. Yeah, not the most fun. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was not a good time. I won't lie to you. It was basically me just lying in bed, unhappy with the world. But uh, oh. <laughs> everything is good now, and I'm, I'm back with my family, which always makes me happy, and the puppy. And so, and it's good to be back working because I don't do nothing well. I get very, very um, antsy when I'm bored. So, <laughs> I think it's a common trait, actually. On uh, I was going to say with the team, but I was maybe I'll rephrase it. I actually think it's a common trait within the AC community, like clients, partners, team. We are all very much like doers, and like, we don't love doing nothing. <laughs> Action equals growth, right? I mean, that's our, that's one of our core values and it's, that is who we are for sure. So yeah, sitting around and I couldn't even look at screens for a few days. It just hurt oh, I couldn't even like watch any fun shows or anything? Ugh. Nope. I basically lay in bed. <laughs> it was, it was awful, but uh, um, you know what, if that's the worst that happens, I, I did okay. So yes, totally, totally. I was actually going to ask. Um, we're we're going to get to important franchise stuff. Don't uh, don't anybody worry. But um, I was going to ask: Are you a, like a TV watcher? You kind of strike me as someone who doesn't watch a lot of shows or like movies or anything. I, I don't. I, I do watch a bit with my wife every now and then, for sure. You know, we are watching Stranger Things right now. <gasps> yes. Oh my gosh. No yes. spoilers. No, no, no spoilers. But have you have you watched all the seasons that are out so far? Yes. Watching the latest one. Just watching. It always takes us a bit longer because our kids are older, and so every night we're like driving kids to different stuff. Um, but yeah, so it, it probably takes us six weeks to watch a or, or a month, anyways, to watch a full series of something. But yeah, we watch it, and then honestly, I watch sports. So nice, nice. Yeah, yes, I'm a sports chunk. Yes, sports. Forgot about those. <laughs> Does I know. Have a lot of time. <laughs> Um, I, uh, I, we just finished, um, what's out of stranger things so far, uh, at this point that we're recording the, the second half of the season hasn't, hasn't come out yet, but, um, yes. And, uh, but we're, I'm very excited. We're actually going to have a little like, uh, party, little like watching party for the, uh, awesome. that comes out on the first, which I'm very excited about. 
Um, and What's your favorite show then, other than Stranger Things? Favorite show? Uh, we're big. T uh, we're big show watchers. Actually, my partner is really. He loves a good like movie. Like really loves um, watching latest movies. So we do a lot of like cheap movie night. We go on Tuesday. We'll go like watch a cheap movie at the theater. Um, awesome. Really fun. But actually, right now he's got me into Peaky Blinders, which is oh, it's so good. Okay, so you've seen it? Have yeah. you seen the whole thing? I haven't seen the the last season. It's, uh, it's honestly, I really was a huge fan of Yellowstone and that's what got me kind of sold because everyone was saying it's very, very similar, except like this is based in Birmingham back in like the 1900s, as opposed to Yellowstone, which is in Montana more, more recently, but it's very similar concepts, like that kind of family thing, the kind of, there's no real good guys you're cheering for. They're all kind of anti-heroes, which I love. Like, I love that kind of show. So I'm really enjoying, I really like it. We're on season two. Oh, it's, it's really good. I would say, uh. I thought the last season was a bit weaker, but in general, as always with those shows, it's so hard to keep going, but they're totally. so good. Yeah, it's, so good. it's really good so far. I love the, the main guy. He's so Oh, Silly and Murphy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, well, we have now had our moment to chat about fun shows and your health and all of that, which is great. I'm sure everyone's really riveted. <laughs> um, but we're going to dive into um, franchisee support, which is, of course, one of our absolute favorite things to talk about at AC Inc., um, and especially one of Brecken's favorite topics, uh, because you were a franchisee, and um, you really definitely understand. You did a lot of coaching, actually, through that as well, um, and a lot of really coaching how to best support and like a lot of consulting, all of that. And then when you came on AC Inc., now you help, uh, help companies do that kind of exclusively, which is awesome. Um, maybe you want to speak uh, even just briefly, actually, because we haven't had you on the podcast before. Um, just a quick, a quick uh, synopsis of your your experience in franchising, and then why franchisee support is so valuable. Like what your your perception of that is, and like why you're so passionate about that topic. Well, it's actually really interesting because I I, uh, I was the owner of two different franchise systems, mm -hmm. uh, each for about ten years, uh, or franchise franchisees and franchise systems, I should say. And I was the young franchisee owner originally. And so I was the guy who did not believe in coaching. Um, and it's ironic because here I am now as a, you know, growth advisor for EC, yeah, yeah. basically as a coach. Um, but my journey well, I went from the guy, young guy who thinks he knows everything to having the epiphany and suddenly realizing, oh my gosh, I don't know anything. And then having amazing coaches. Oh, so good. Yeah. I had really good coaches. Uh, I was very fortunate. Both. Uh, franchise systems invested quite heavily in me uh, and provided me with some great coaches. And even though I didn't always like what they were telling me, especially at first, um, when I was able to look back and reflect on it, oh my gosh, like they helped me so much. They helped my businesses grow so much. They allowed me to grow them to the points where I could sell them and exit when the time was right. And um, without that support, uh, I think I would still be in the muck, as I used to say, and just struggling and not knowing where I was going and making the wrong kind of decisions without even realizing that I was doing that. And mm. so without that coaching that I benefited from, I, I shudder to think of where my career might have gone. Um, yeah. Cool. It's so neat. And you, obviously, I, I think you have a very humble perspective on your career as well, which is, is, is something we definitely look for. Like, it's, I think that's a big thing is that lack of ego and like that looking for ways to grow and ways to get better. Yeah. Is definitely a big franchisee uh, and obviously just business owner <laughs> personality trait to have for sure. Well, um, and I, I think it's hard to find that sometimes, mm. right? Um, a lot of franchise owners are really successful. And so they, they think they know it all and they do know their business better than anybody else can. Of course. It doesn't, it doesn't mean though that they can't benefit from some guidance. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe let's let's dive into um, as far as franchisee support. And you were mentioning like coaching specifically, and I know sometimes people, um, like Jen, actually on our team, does a really good job of always making sure she mentions this all the time. So I'll, I'll mention for her because I know if she was here, she would definitely awesome. sure mention it. Which is the difference that their coaching is one part of franchisee support, right? So franchisee support is any type of um, well support that you're providing your your owner so that they can succeed better, right? That your owners know their business the best. Um, but providing that support could look like lots of different things. And one part of that is coaching. Another part might be like, um, you know, resources and assets. It could be providing awesome partners for them for different aspects of their, of their growth. Um, yeah. So I'm wondering, I guess, like, let's start with one and maybe we'll get a couple more in there, but what's one thing that franchisors can do to support their franchisees? Like a thing that you work with clients on that you, you know, know is really, really good to implement, especially early on. Um, and it could be coaching wise, it could be something slightly different, but support in general, what's a really, really awesome one, um, that you notice, uh, uh, a lot with your clients. So it really does depend on where they are in their stage of business. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if they're a, a small business, um, and just kind of getting up on the ground and, and, you know, maybe anything less than 10 to 15 employees, mm-hmm. um, a lot of it is, is setting that foundation right mm-hmm. as a coach. And if you're not, um, I find that it's just like building a house, right? We have to have that solid foundation. And that starts with vision planning, goal setting, figuring out what, how, where we want to go. So where do we want to be in 10 years and three years, and then breaking it down to one year and then quarterly. And if you don't do that, what I have found so often is not just the owner, but the entire team on that part of their business is rowing in all different directions. Right? And so the boat is just spinning in circles and no one is getting anywhere. But if we're able to clarify very articulately on paper, um, a clear vision for everybody to buy into and share, now suddenly we know where we're going. Mm-hmm. And once we know that, then we can break down how we're going to get there. And it's just breaking it down into small manageable chunks. But it's just like goal setting, right? If we don't do it, it sounds so easy and simple to do. But if you don't do it, the, the consequences can be pretty dramatic. And um, that's something that someone did with me very early on. And I'll tell you, every time I've started a business now and every time my teams would get together every quarter, to, you know, Gina Wickman, who wrote Traction, I, I, we follow that model. And it's um, he's a much smarter man than I am. And but it works. And there's a reason it works. It's because we break it down into manageable chunks. And once we do that, we can start building on that foundation. And it's amazing where you can go when the whole team believes in it, right? And we know how we're gonna get there. So that is, to me, has always been the foundation. It's kind of where we started from coaching. As you said, there are a multitude of other things that we can do to support our franchisees, but that to me is always step one. So it is interesting though, Brecken, because I, I, I mean, I obviously fully agree with you and we use traction obviously with our clients as well. So as a team, we use it, AC, we actually, we just had a meeting recently where we went through a lot of the, the traction process for, for quarterly reviews, which was awesome. Um, but we use it with clients and, and obviously that's our first step, right? Is making sure that goal setting. I totally agree. And from a franchisor perspective, that's something very simple, a very simple first step you can do, but it will make it an easy fun. win. But it's, it's kind of interesting. I almost think that you've given like two first steps, like, so two things that someone could do, which is one is that goal setting piece. And the next is getting the buy-in from the rest of their team. Like that almost feels like a second piece of support that you can help a franchise owner with or a franchisee with, um, is 
giving them tools and um, ideas and suggestions and recommendations for how to get a team bought into that. So like the goal setting is one and then the buy-in is the second. Would you agree that's kind of like two separate things or is that kind of one, one well, step? I, I think they're intertwined, Belle, I would say. You know, I, you raise a really good, you can't have one without the other though, right? Um, it doesn't matter what the owner sets as the goals if the team doesn't believe in them. Totally, totally. Right, so some of that is leadership, some of it's culture building, um, and some of it is the people you've hired, right? Mm -hmm. You got to make sure you got the right people in the right seats. Yeah. Uh, and without that piece, it's going to be really challenging. So that that is, you know, we work in businesses. Very few businesses are run as solopreneur operations that are of any size. I mean, there are there is a rare exception, but generally, we're dealing with people, and people are complex beings, and being able to figure out how to deal with your people how to coach them and how to manage them. Those are skills that a good business coach can help you with for sure. But honestly, as an owner, you need to have some of those soft skills. Yeah. Um, and be able to learn how to improve your leadership skills over the years. And I, I think that's half the battle. As a young guy, as a leader, and when I was first in business, I made every mistake you could on how to lead people. I really did. Um, but it's how you learn and you get better. As long as you're improving and you're trending upwards, and, you will get better as a leader and as a manager. And it's why we see people with more experience are generally more successful in those roles. But I've seen some young people out there too are just natural born leaders. And it's amazing to watch them lead their teams of people who are older than them. It doesn't even matter. They don't care. They believe in them and they buy in. So, but leadership skills are a big part of running any team. It, it's just like a sports team. We're coming back to sports, but um, you know, the team's only going to go well if, if it's captained and coached well. Of course, of course. So that's actually an interesting one. I, I actually really like that. And I think that's something that um, I didn't actually know if we were going to get dive too, too far into that today, which is kind of fun. So kind of as far as, again, we'd like to make things very actionable in these um, podcasts. It is very, very casual chats, but it, we do really want to make sure all of you guys listening leave with um, tangible steps. And I think so far you've, get, you've given lots, but actually the two big ones are definitely that, that first stage of that goal setting and making sure that's a really key foundational step that you do with your owners. Um, the buy-in is kind of mixed in with that, but actually what's interesting is the next step that you kind of talked about in terms of how to best support owners. It sounds like one of the best ways you can do that is provide them the leadership coaching opportunity support so that their own skills as a leader grow and develop over time and that they are better able to help support their team, right? And, and their managers, their, their employees, all that. What are some ways that you guys have kind of the advising team is what I mean by you guys. Right. What are some ways you guys kind of recommend people focus on that? Are there, um, do you guys kind of recommend people have like regular check-ins where you talk about different leadership skills Are like workshops, good ideas, you know, customize it to depending on what someone needs. Like what does that kind of look like in terms of supporting owners leadership? Yeah, that's a really good question, Belle. So it, it does depend on who the owner is, of course, and what existing skills they already have. And what, totally, totally. Are, and what their team is looking like. You know, there are great personality um, tests out there that will let you know if you're not sure kind of what how your team responds. Like there's uh, Zoracle is a great one. Yes. Uh, and there's multiple ones out there. But, you know, my background is in, I know it's a long time ago, but I was a teacher. And uh, teaching people, everyone has different learning skills and different ways they learn. And it's going to be the same with the owner's team. Right. Mm -hmm. They're going to have 
their operations person is going to be different than their marketing person and their salesperson and, and, and communications. And they all have different skills and they respond to different stimuli. And so recognizing how to guide your people is something that we do help them with for sure. Mm. Um, I love the idea of actually supporting, again, always looking at like supporting piece, right? Of how we're supporting these franchisees. And one of them, I love that idea of actually helping them figure out how to implement that personality um, based uh, leadership, like into their own stores, into their own locations, so that they're really starting to learn maybe what their manager, like what type of personality type, what kind of fulfillment needs do they have, right? What What's going to make them feel good? What kind of validation do they need? What kind of learning are they going to need in order to, you know, succeed in their role? That's actually a really good idea, like trying to, not only that with franchisees, because we obviously, we, we recommend a lot of that with like lead gen or recruitment yeah. strategies, but I, that's actually, yeah, that's a great call of like helping them figure out personality wise, the franchisee's team and how like that franchisee can best um, support them. Well, and, and even further to that point, Belle, like when, when you are running a team as a franchisee, right? The, one of the common mistakes we often see is people hire versions of themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Right, because that's who they like, right? And so they go out and they hire people with similar personalities who respond to the same sense of humor or same values, and that's great. <laughs> But they and the values do need to align, but they do need to have stif- different skill sets. Mm. And it's okay if people have different um, points of view on, uh, or they respond to different styles of leadership. The key is to be able to identify that, right? And, and honestly, when you're filling the job matrix for your team, anyways, you want to have different skill sets. If my companies had had a whole bunch of me running them, we would not have done as well <laughs> as we did. That's for sure. I can tell you, it would have been a lot harder with a whole bunch of Brecken's running around. But what we did was we hired these great people, these Alex's and these Chloe's and, and people with different skill sets who are better at their jobs than I was, right? But they did need different ways and they all required different leadership styles. They all responded differently. And so teaching your franchisees how to do that with their team, it is so empowering, right? And now their team's going to be more successful, which means their franchisee as an operation is going to be more successful, which means the franchisor is going to benefit, right? Cool. At the end of the day, it all means we're all rowing in the same direction and everybody's winning, which is obviously uh, the ultimate goal of coaching and business. Isn't that the uh, the rising tide lifts all boats? That's kind of what a franchise is, right? Is the, the more that we can lift one another up, the better we all succeed together, which is, of course, so cheesy, but so true. <laughs> it is so true. I know it's cheesy, but cheesy, it's cheesy because it, we've heard it enough and it is, it works. It does. It does work. So I think just to, again, just to narrow down a couple points that were made there, because there was so much awesomeness that you just explained. Is <laughs> the, the, the leadership, um, so being able to help coach on leadership, largely based on personality. And one of the best ways you can kind of figure that out is take them through a couple like personality based, either um, assessments, quizzes, yeah. depending on kind of what your, your structure There's a ton out there. Totally. Um, but then also helping coach um, and support your franchisees with how they can do that with their team. And then it sounds like that kind of third step and that, you know, cause we like to have three, that's what we're going <laughs> to do for this episode. Anyway, we could probably go on for hours, but, um, but the next step there that you mentioned was that hiring piece and figuring out how to best support your owner that they know who they're hiring to fit those roles strategically. And I think that that definitely does come back to um, like experience, like having different um locations and seeing, okay, well, we know that if managers have these skills, like it, it really benefits this model this way. Um, and then being able to coach uh, your new franchisees for like how to best do that. 
I love the implementing the personality uh, assessment and, and quizzes and stuff into some of those processes um, because it's an actual tangible tool. I know that's, um, I was actually going to ask you that will probably be maybe our last point here uh, before we finish up for the day, but um, we've talked a lot about like customizing the different support for, for where they're at in their growth for what kind of person they are, um, all that, all of that kind of thing. Um, well, I, I will say customizing support in the early stages is a lot easier, you know, when you have three to five units or three to 10, when you get up to 50 or hundred or 200 or 500 units, obviously it becomes a lot more challenging at the same time though, you have more resources at that stage, mm. right? So it's amazing. Again, I've been part of fairly large systems in my career. It's amazing to me though, when sometimes the bigger ones, they stop having that personal touch but that's how they grew. And so one thing I think it's, it is important to remember that as the franchisor, it does need to be personal and it does need to be customizable. You know, definitely we wanna have systems in place that are scalable, everything, all our processes are, are manageable as we grow, but you need to have that flexibility. You may have a rock star franchisee out there, but they need very, a very certain way of learning. Maybe they even have a learning disability of some kind when it's, whether it's dyslexia or um, anything like that, right? There's all different kinds of learning styles out there and there's ways to overcome them and we got to support them. Right? I think what, and I think what's interesting, and it, so just what you mentioned brought up something that I talked about in an episode with Keith actually, um, mm. which is it really is hard to keep a personal element in different processes as you grow as a, as a franchise. And we talk about this all the time. We help yep. clients kind of overcome this, but the big thing that we, like that I definitely have seen and I've seen the advising team um, take on is the, um, it's just the mindset that we could custom. You don't have to have every customization already set up. And I think that's where some Agreed. people get stuck is they're like, we want to make this accessible. We want to make it personal and custom, but we can't do it all at once. Like we don't, we can't make every customization in the system. So it's just having the mindset that we could customize this for you. So we want to make this work and we're willing to make adjustments or be flexible on certain things to make that customization possible. And, and Bell, I think that's one of the biggest advantages of the systems we generally work with, right? Is that they're not so inflexible. They're like, no, we only do it this way. And that's how we've always done it. So that's how we're going to do it. Our advantage over huge corporate, right? Is that we are adaptable and we can change directions really quickly, even with a system of 250 units, right? There are small changes we could implement fairly quickly that become system-wide a lot easier than say a Walmart could do it or a McDonald's or what, something like that. Um, it, it is the advantage of small business. Mm -hmm. We don't always have the same pockets, but we can come up to, with new decisions, adjust, adapt, and, and get it going faster than they could. So yeah, and support and support others a little better in that way as well by being able to customize the process a little bit. And and again, like obviously we love systems, like to be very clear, we do. Love, a process, love a system. We love our SOPs. It's definitely not to say that that is not valid, but I think it, I totally agree. It is that when you are a little smaller or even in more of an emerging stage, that is one pro that you can kind of um, lean on a little bit um, when you're doing your, your recruitment or when you're kind of um, pitching your concept or whatever, that is something that is definitely appealing to lots of people. Um, that is just when you have hundreds and hundreds of units and huge, huge teams, it's just, it's just tougher. It's tougher to kind of create that customization. Um, still definitely possible. I still think that mindset. You just need to hire the right people. Yeah. Right. Well, that was so much good value <laughs> there, Reckon. How did your first podcast episode feel? That was really fun. I love talking business. So oh, thank good. you so much for having me. I, I could do this for hours, I'm sure.
Oh yes, yeah, and we'll definitely be having Breckin back on, as you guys can tell. Obviously, has so so much good um, good advice to share and good value. Um, and if you want to see more Brecken and more of the rest of the EC team, if you are not a part of the um, EC roundtables yet, please do come get involved. They are free virtual uh, roundtable discussions, peer-to-peer uh, -peer learning focus. So it's all franchisors at your specific stage of growth. Um, we do them weekly. We've been running them for two and a half years now, which is so crazy to think about. Um, and yeah, you can get access to those at angelacote.com slash roundtables. Just come try it out. There's no long-term commitment. You can come try it out if you don't like it, obviously no big deal um but we think you will because a lot of people uh, really do um, it's a great place to network and, and create connections and um, solve problems as well that come up um throughout your business growth um so definitely do go check those out um also if you do like values such as you're finding in this podcast uh definitely check out our newsletter um angela writes out our exponential growth tip um every week um that it'll land in your inbox with a special kind of value add from her each week um you can get access to that at angelacote.com as well um and brecken thank you so much we'll definitely have you back on um go be awesome everybody have a great rest of your day